What's up, everybody? This is Ryan here at Scale Up Show. I have Manoj Agarwal on, who is one of the founder and chief innovation officers at Tetra Noodle. Really cool thing. He's been an AI for 15 years, breaks down how to avoid the fear factor of what's happening, how to take advantage of new technologies like AutoGPT, and then how he works with companies to basically implement AI in a crawl, walk, run manner. You're going to love this. Really cool. We'll give you some ideas. Don't miss it. Check it out. How do you grow like a VC-backed company without taking on investors? Do you want to create a lifestyle business, a performance business, or an empire? How do you scale to an exit without losing your freedom? Those are the questions, and this show is the answer. Welcome, everybody, to The Scale-Up Show. This is your host, Ryan Staley, and I have a very special guest with me today. I have Manoj Agarwal. Manoj is the founder and chief innovation officer at Tetra Noodle Technologies, which is premier data science and AI consulting company. He's a factory worker who went from $2 a day to working with and in the boardrooms of Fortune 500 companies. He's the author of two best-selling books and the host of Bootstrapping Your Dreams podcast, where he helps entrepreneurs live their dreams, which is a huge, huge, huge podcast uh, and doing a lot of really, really cool things in the area of AI. Manoj, welcome. Happy to have you on the show, man. Thank you so much. So excited to be here. Yeah, I am pumped. Uh, I was looking at your background. We met each other on LinkedIn and was thoroughly impressed. And so here we are, man. So before we get into you know some of the things with AI, because it's kind of a hot topic right now, uh, to, to be sarcastic, right? Can you just walk us through like the size of your company in terms of what stage of the journey you're at? Yeah, sure. So we have a, I run a technology consulting company and we've been around for about 20, 20 years. Um, so in terms of size, our team size is small, about uh, 15 people. And uh, we have partnerships and clients all over the world. Um, we just signed our uh, first um, a direct Fortune 500 deal with uh, T-Mobile. Nice. And uh, we work with a lot of startups and mid-sized companies, helping them um implement technology, implement AI into their business. Love that, man. Well, congrats on the uh, the, the contract with T-Mobile. What's your primary go-to-market strategy when it, when it comes to growing the business? See, primary uh, go-to-market strategy right now is just, first of all, spreading the word, establishing ourselves as authority in the field of uh, AI. And then um, we have uh, our own process of uh, reaching out on LinkedIn, you know, attending events. Uh, we are um, also organizing our own events, uh, physical events and um, uh, webinars to attract the clients, but mainly it's just spreading the message because there's a lot of confusion. There's a lot of fear about AI. So addressing that concern first, uh, being a resource for people to ask any questions, uh, being on these kind of podcasts to, you know, spread the right information rather than fear mongering. Love that, man. Love it. So can you walk us through what your solution does or like how you serve clients and, you know, basically a verbal paragraph, if you will? Sure, sure. Well, so it's, it's all sort of bespoke uh, consulting work. So we work with the company and the executives, first of all, to understand their business. And then we start to introduce AI in baby steps. So we can say, okay, you know, where is uh, your team spending most of the time? So we were talking to a group of real estate agents. Um, there were about 400 agents in that uh, group, in that office. 
And when what we discovered was within an hour of talking to them that 80% of the time that real estate agents were uh, spending on communication. So whether that's internal communication, external communication, emails, social media posts and whatnot. So uh, here we uh, can easily introduce AI and save at least um, you know, 75 to 80% of their time that they're spending in communication and offload that to AI. And now that time gets freed up for, you know, um, uh, talking to more leads, talking to, you know, uh, serving the existing clients, listening to the clients more deeply. So um, the idea is to understand uh, our clients' business almost as good or better than they understand it, find out opportunities for automation and AI, and introduce them step by step in a in a you know in a baby step like not a not a huge one um uh one huge transition which is always difficult for companies but step by step introduce it and then uh have the have the executive see the benefits of uh, of technology that's great man i i guess like one thing that comes to mind when you're and i want to dig into this a lot deeper later but how did you identify within less than an hour that 80 percent of their time was just being spent on communication like how did you get to that point because it's i think that's that's fantastic that you got to it that fast and i have some ideas but would just love to hear you know your perspective on that yeah i mean uh the the way that we um conduct these interviews is just asking okay you know what is a day in life look like for one of your typical um you know team members and um and then we can always ask them okay can you show me an, a sample of what what you are doing like in terms of if you're producing a deliverable what does that look like uh if it's um you know a manufacturing company we can also visit the site and understand okay you know what is happening so once you immerse yourself once you get curious about their business and uh, immerse yourself in their shoes as if like you are working in their environment and then sort of imagine you are going through that uh, day in life you can easily find out okay you know what are the patterns that i can i can pick up and then replace it with some uh, technology that can help them so it it comes with experience you know i won't say that uh, i was as curious or as detail oriented like maybe even 5 years ago so the more you go through these cycles the more you learn the more the better you get oh yeah i can see that so and then obviously you you i'm sure you have a suite of different opportunities or tools internal tools whatever that you can just plug in once you see the use case patterns exactly that, exactly, right? exactly yeah excellent yeah. man so are you are you bootstrapped or are you funded absolutely bootstrapped okay my I, my podcast is called bootstrapping your dreams i figured you know but yeah. i didn't you know I, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I i figured you were i figured you were right i'm like ah maybe there's like a less than one percent chance he could be an investor that just using that to for lead gen to to meet with companies to invest in. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, man. So, yeah. all right, well, let's let's shift gears a little bit, man, because there, there's a, a lot we could talk about, and so I'm excited to get into this with you. So, right now, there's just a proliferation of tools and innovation, uh, specifically related related to AI right now. So, from your perspective. First of all, how do you prioritize focus, whether it be on the data, the productivity or the quality? If, you know, let's say they don't have your your 20 plus years experience in AI, what would be your mental framework for approaching that so you don't get overwhelmed, confused and, and shut down literally because it's overwhelming? 
see the the same step applies if, whether you working with somebody like uh, us or not uh, it's always about taking baby steps it's always about just getting familiar with the technology so uh, you know those of us who are old enough to remember we have lived through these technological revolutions before when the internet came out in the 1990s you know you go and talk to somebody and says and ask them hey do you need a website or do you need an email address and they'll say what's an email address i've got my landline phone and i'm good you know um so the idea is to uh, uh to uh, think how we transition through those uh, periods of technological revolutions and what did we miss out on uh, we just kept saying okay you know it's not relevant to me you know i'm my business is running fine but if you just took the time to dip your toe and say okay let me sign up for chat gpt account let me ask a couple of questions and see how it responds and get familiar with it so as business leaders i could ask questions about my employees and say hey you know my employees are getting disengaged because of all the hybrid work what are some of the actions i can take to uh, resolve that and you'll see a lot of new ideas will come up uh, you can talk about your client base and you can say hey i'm supplying uh, you know these um, uh, like uh, i'm supplying this business related products and services to my client in this area uh, what are some of the pain points of the clients that are i'm not serving yet you know how can i reach out to them um, what is the marketing message that i can share uh, so a lot of these questions a lot of these sort of um, uh, things that happen in our mind we can start to enlist ai as our advisor as a, a trusted employee and start to get input and start to take actions on on these ideas that are come uh, that uh, that that can be harnessed like for almost free today, right? Exactly. I mean, and, and that's, I think that's great, right? So to, to break it down super simple, it's like, A, get exposure, B, use it, and then three, think of actual pain points and apply it, right? Like exactly. at its core, Absolutely. simplest way. Is that Absolutely. accurate? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So let's let's get on the, um, the, the, the tool side, right? Because there's, or I should say, I don't want to say tool, maybe it's modality, right? So we got, we got tools like, the large language models, you know, ChatGPT. I was literally just using Bard earlier today because it got released in Google Workspace and real, some interesting things I kind of found out about that. And then also OpenAI's web browser capability, but I don't want to get off track on that. So you, you got the large language models, right? And then you got things like MidJourney and Stability Diffusion, right? For image generation. There's other ones like Runway and other areas for video. So like in terms of the mix of, the different types of modalities or models, like how would you kind of approach it, at least from a business use case, not just like, oh, this is a sweet thing that I could do. I could make a virtual you know, video of Steve Jobs, right? But like, how would you kind of approach it from that angle in terms of like the most business utility? And what would you start from like, okay, I would start here and then go to here. Uh, and then this is how I would kind of try to apply it. See, um, in most cases, uh, again, uh, the creative uses of uh, AI, um, like image and video, th those will be applicable to like specific kind of businesses where they are generating images or videos. But other than that, most uh, business communications are text-based. So um, I will say, uh, obviously, get uh, used to chat GPT, start to interact with it. But also, um, uh, Microsoft has released Copilot, just like uh, Google has released Bard. So my advice will be start using these Office applications and start using 
the AI tools that are coming out from Microsoft and Google to start um, uh, streamlining your business operation. Like how, as an executive, as a, as a business uh, leader or business decision maker, think about how many email messages you receive or send every day. Um, maybe you can uh, shave off a lot of time just drafting an email message because, um, you know, obviously um, we our mind is not able to like, it spends a lot of time. Let's say if I have a thought and I want to convey it to you in a meaningful manner, it takes time for me to convert that thought into words. But with AI, it, it it's instantaneous, right? And uh, you can think of um, uh, using AI for um, uh, uploading some of your um, marketing messages and you can ask the, uh, ask the AI to criticize it. You can ask it to give you some blind spots that you have. Um, I There was a, a video that I watched the other day, one lady um, uploaded her financial documents, which again, you know, if, if it's anonymized, if uh, don't upload something sensitive, but uh, something you are comfortable with. And she asked AI to act as her CFO to give her advice on financial matters. So imagine you have a, you know, Harvard uh, MBA graduate advising you on marketing, on finance, on sales, on all of these things. So imagine what, how that can transform your business and the, all these things are available today. Uh, you, they are just a click away, right? Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. And uh, I think uh, you're right. Like there's a massive amount of text and that's what I focus mostly on personally as well, just in terms of the different models and been blown away with, with some of the results. Hello, this is Ryan here. Real quick, if you are enjoying this episode, please hit the subscribe button and leave a comment or review. If you want more help or just want to learn more about what the top SaaS CEOs and founders are doing, check out my website at www.ryanstaley.io. Join my newsletter, check out other free content resources I have there, and let me know if you want to scale your business. Now back to the episode. Do you encourage companies to create like a center of excellence as an ongoing or ongoing task force, if you will, because the way and the evolution of how fast this is going? Absolutely. Right. So um, if people, if companies are in a position to invest in that, my advice is to do that sooner rather than later, because this is such a big wave of technology. So IBM's CEO has said that, um, AI will add about $10 trillion to the world economy in the next seven years. So 10 trillion is, um, so currently the world economy is 80 trillion. So that's 12.5% of the world economy being added uh, in the next seven years. So if people want to ride this wave, there's a very small window of opportunity here, maybe six months or a year where you will have a huge competitive advantage, you know, utilizing this technology. So those those of you who are in the position to set up an, uh, a center of excellence, a task force, uh, uh, many companies are already doing that. And we are working with many to actually create these um, teams within their company to understand what AI means for them, how to utilize it, how to think forward, not only for today, but in the next five years. Okay. Love that, man. So... You mentioned there's a good window of time for the next over the next six to twelve months to take really advantage of this to have an exponential return. I guess like how would you approach that 
right? Like how would you, not from your company, but just in general, right? If, if either, let's take it from a startup perspective. Let's say someone's starting from scratch, they can leverage no code tools or even have a non-technical experience. Like how would you create that from the ground up and take advantage of that? You know, and there's pluses and minuses, right? You know what I mean? Technical debt, but at the same time, you're starting from a cold start potentially. So how would you kind of approach that? See, um, uh, business, startups, everything is all about people generally. And so the first thing I recommend um, any startup founder before they come up, uh, I mean, they come up with an idea, they get excited about it, they want to solve a problem. But in 90% of the cases, startup founders don't do the research. They don't, they don't, they have no idea who their client is, what their pain points are. And generally the reason is because it's so difficult to go out there and talk to people, especially if you have nothing to show for it. Like, you know, um, you can just share the ideas and get some feedback from the market, but that feedback is, is, is not very clear. And the founders, you know, just like sort of, uh, going without any information, but with ChatGPT, you can get very detailed information about your target uh, client, about your, you know, their pain points, the language that they use, and all that. Now you have much more robust foundation on which you can build your startup. The next stage is execution, you know, building the product. So as you said, like, you know, there are tools now uh, utilizing uh, AI to produce the code or even help you debug the code. So the the number of engineers, the, the resources you needed to build a company or tech or anything like that has shrunk rapidly, uh, right? So um, now you can start a company with maybe three, four people and build a massive company because of uh, use of AI. And then um, going the next stage is going to market, serving your clients. Again, you know, think about what, uh, what can you do to delight your customers? Um, it's all about like really understanding your customer and then giving them something that they need, they want, even before they understand it, right? Like, so if you become a company like that, like there is no way they are going to leave you. In fact, they are going to bring more um, uh, friends and family to your business. And so how do you do that is again, by understanding people and AI can help you uh, ask the right questions. As you said earlier, like ask the right questions, tell better stories, you know, get into their mind um, and and, uh, get the strategies and tactics that you can, take uh, steps on today you can you know talk to ai and say okay you know i'm 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 uh, hoping to build this massive company in the next uh, couple of years give me step by step um, you know uh, tactics on what i can do today and then you start taking actions on that today and even ai can help you like there are tools like auto GP, uh, gpt now where it's not even just chat gpt you can actually give it a, a goal you can say okay you know, I want to collect, um, you know, all the email addresses of basketball coaches in my state. Go ahead and figure it out. And then it'll go ahead and then, you know, figure out a strategy and start collecting all these contact information of basketball coaches. Uh, I mean, I, this is just a random example, but imagine the power that you have in your hand now. Well, and, and that's a great point. And auto GPT, well, first of all, I, I, you know, I like what you're saying. You could, you could actually have it tactically map it out. Um, I did a little exercise on it and I was blown away because what I did is I I had to list out all the the go to market strategies for SaaS companies. Right. And then I said, okay, what are the ideal founders to lead a company like that based on their past experiences, their disc profile type, their strength finder results and list those out in a format. And it was pretty interesting because like all the different go to markets, like let's say marketplace versus sales like growth. 
they all had, you know, different backgrounds and histories of where there'd be an ideal founder for that. Right. Um, and so that kind of blew me away because it was, and I, I know that the reason why I hit those and what I'm doing is like, I'm leveraging things that I know to validate like the output I'm getting is good as well. Right. So I was kind of like cross-referencing. I'm like, okay, this is, pre- this is pretty solid. You know what I mean? So um, I think that's, that's really good advice, but let's talk about auto GPT. So with auto GPT, walk me through and, you know, explain it to me like I'm a 12 year old Manoush, right? <laughs> and I know how it works. So this is for our listeners, right? How exactly it works. And then what are the most valuable use cases you're seeing with this? Uh, and, and give some examples. See, so, so AutoGPT is like an agent. It's like, uh, you know, as business uh, leaders, we always have, uh, we always see the opportunity. I mean, that is our, uh, that is our sort of superpower. We see the opportunity and we say, okay, you know, there's a gap in the marketplace. If only I can uh, take, take the example of basketball coaches. So let's say I, I'm starting an online service for bas- basketball coaches and I know there's a gap in the marketplace that they, they can use our service or product. And the only thing now is uh, standing in my way of building that business is getting, getting in touch with these basketball coaches and then sharing my uh, value proposition with them. So if uh, in a traditional sense I had to do it, I had to either do it all by myself, which um, and I'm limited by my time, or I have to hire people and explain it to them. Hey, by the way, this is a strategy. What do you think? Um, we are launching a service for basketball coaches. How do we get in touch with them? Go ahead and you know draft a message, um, try out different messages, then reach out to these people. I have to buy a list of you know contacts where where I'm going to get that list. Whatever I mean, there's so many things, so many steps I have to figure out. But with AutoGPT, what I can say is, okay, your goal is to contact as many basketball coaches in the state of uh, California as possible, and that is the goal I give them. And then some constraints and whatnot. And then I say, okay, go ahead and figure it out and do the work. So uh, AutoGPT starts to, uh, you know, interact with ChatGPT, get some ideas, start to work on those ideas. And then it's sort of it's like an intelligent agent that is going through these um, uh, cognitive steps, like the the way humans do. Okay, you know what comes after this, what comes after that, and not only uh, think about it, but actually start executing it. Start crawling websites, start extracting data, start putting you know spreadsheets together. All of that is done automatically. Um, you just have to give it a goal. So this is a very rudimentary sort of. Um, implementation of what AI will actually turn into where, you know, you basically, you can talk to AI and say, Hey, you know, AI, I'm, I'm dealing with a problem here. You know, I have to host a, a, a birthday party for my 10 year old uh, son. He, he's got five friends or 10 friends. Two of them are allergic to wheat. Uh, you know, one is allergic to milk and I need to throw a, um, um, a, you know, a really good party, give me the recipes and list me all the ingredients that I need, uh, you know, order some entertainment for them. All of this can be done by AI just by giving uh, uh, you know, voice command. And that's where we are heading. So tools like uh, AutoGPT is like a preview of what, what this will turn into. Okay, love that. That uh, reminds me of Jarvis, right? With with Iron Man, how you just basically identify the outcome, and then there's a lot of different functions that happen. What's what would you say is the risk 
of using auto GPT in terms of, uh, cause it's funny here. I'll give you some context. I heard, um, so I was listening to a podcast with the CMO of Zapier on it. Right. I can't remember what it was called. And during the episode, he was leveraging auto GPT. He's like, Oh yeah, this is pretty cool. It's doing this. Wow. It's going through this. What's going through this. And then all of a sudden he was like, Oh, I, I Oh, it's going into my password. Oh, I, I can't do that. And then like he shut it down in the middle of the episode, right? So what would you say are like the things you got to watch out for if you're leveraging it? Uh, mm-hmm. We'd love to hear your perspective on that. See, uh, right now you need to consider AI as like um, in its infancy. It's not very smart. It's not very discreet. So definitely make sure you don't upload any sensitive information, any private information um, that is the biggest uh, biggest risk right now because uh, you know you you have no idea how these things are going to behave and then the other thing is they learn so if you have confidential information for your company or you have some like secret projects going on and you upload them into private chat gpt it can actually start to learn that and it can start to share that information with others the other risks are you know obviously um, so these are these are some of the fundamental risks privacy security um, the the other uh, risks are not related to technology but related to human beings there is mostly there is no technology that is invented by human beings that is inherently dangerous it's it's us humans who make it you know make use it for like negative uh, purposes like uh, uh, you know the, the fire for example i can i can take fire and cook food with it or burn down a home you know car i can uh, go to the grocery store or i can run over somebody so it's it's all about how people can use it and so to that i say yes there may be like you know 5 to 10% bad uh, apples around there who can use technology to create harmful uh, applications or harm other people but if the rest of us we uh, use the same technology to do good uh, you know it it produces a counterweight uh, to those uh, bad apples and that's how every technology has evolved like you know every technology has been adopted by relying on the inherent good of humans uh, uh, ch- you know uh, fighting or challenging the the people who use technology for bad purposes i am news so let's let's go after the elephant in the room right not with you just in terms of the media and everything else that's that's kind of happening right now and you know, there's a lot out there about massive, significant job loss. I know you mentioned earlier about IBM CEO talking about the GDP growth, but that could come without basically workers, right? Like they could, people could be automated. And so there's a lot of unrest about that and the potential impact that it could have, not just on businesses, but on people's lives. Because if we could scale people at a fraction of the cost to do an exponential amount of work, you know, where's that going to leave us as a society? So due to the fact that you've had decades of experience in this, what's your perspective on that? And what do you think is the positive outlook for this as well? You know, the the thing is that um, we have gone through so many technology uh, um, sort of upgrades in our lifetime. uh, And every time humans sort of uh, tend to react the same way because we are afraid of the unknown. Um, So, you know, when the car was invented, everybody was worried what's going to happen to the horse cart industry. Uh, You know, um, when when the, the printing press was invented, people were worried, you know, how people are going to be able to deal with all this information 
information. We, you know, we don't want people to uh, read so many books. When the steam engine was invented, you know, it was the same same story. So the idea is that this is an inevitable sort of uh, journey of human evolution, and people are, and you know, any any transition period, there are going to be un unwanted. Uh, consequences. Yes, there may be some job displacement, but that is not to say that those jobs are going to be lost. They are going to they are going to be replaced by better jobs. They are going to be replaced with more enjoyable jobs. And today, if you talk about it, I say to people that AI is not going to take away your, your job, but a person who uh, can use AI, understands AI at a basic level, will take away your job because that person will be more productive, more competitive, and will be able to achieve greater results. So the idea is not to fear this technology, but to embrace it and see how it can benefit you and wherever you are going in life. Okay. I think that makes a lot of sense. So, all right, Manoj, unfortunately, we are up on time. However, where can people find you? Where can they learn more about what you're doing, follow your podcast, et cetera? Yeah. So uh, you can go to uh, my website, uh, manoj.ca. It's a connection website where all my connection, uh, social uh, connections are listed, manoj.ca. Or you can visit uh, my website, manojagarwal.com or find me on LinkedIn. Awesome. Well, it was a real pleasure having you on the show. I loved your perspective and uh, I'm excited about what you're doing, man. You're doing some really good stuff and, and excited to see where this is going to go. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. And, and thank you for listening to the show. We'll talk to you all on the next episode. Thank you for checking out the Scale Up Show. My mission in life is to help founders and revenue leaders avoid all the pain and suffering in revenue growth so they can flip it and create a life of their own design. So if you enjoyed this show, please like, review, share it on social, and more importantly, just share it with a friend. Share it with someone that you think could learn and benefit from what you heard on today. But the more we get the message out, the more people we could help, the bigger the impact we make, and the bigger the community gets, which helps everybody. So once again, thank you for being a loyal listener. I appreciate you and look forward to seeing you on the next episode.